My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. An Elio's original. Hello and welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I am Allie Siegel. I am Melissa Stettin. And I, producer Maria. Uh, Melissa, who are our beautiful, lovely patrons for the day? Olivia, Charles, Kate, Felix, Andreas, Katie, and PK. Guys, welcome to the team. Okay, so I'm super excited about uh, our deranged episode for today. We got a few uh, emails about it already. John Tenney is going to pop on at some point to talk to us a little bit. But it is about the show Lost. What the show was, the theories, the conspiracy theories, that deranged finale that pissed so many people off and then some (laughs) people pretended they like it, which was insane. And also the show Lost kind of like encapsulates a lot of the stuff that the web crawlers are into, like synchronicities, ghosts, electromagnetic stuff, like astro travel, time travel. Number sequences. Number sequences. Oh my God, that's so (laughs) crazy. You know what I learned actually in doing my research is that those numbers, uh, if you've watched Lost, if you haven't watched Lost, this episode is probably not for you. But uh, (laughs) as you know, uh, there's a repeating numbers on the show, 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. When the show was airing, those became the third most popular lotto number picks. Yeah, I bet. Isn't that crazy? Uh, No one ever won on them, but... I think I I picked them at one point. Yeah, because that would have been insane. Yeah, I know. Insane if someone won on them. I know that. Imagine winning. Imagine winning the jackpot, and it's like, oh, the lost numbers. Other people won this too. You got to split a. I'd be so peeved. That'd actually be a good horror movie, and then they kill all the other people who also got that. Oh, but then you probably wouldn't get the money. You'd have to kill them before they. You'd have to kill them like the night before. You'd have to find out anyone. Well, so they don't claim the tickets. Unclaimed tickets. Yes, you'd have to kill them before they claim their ticket. The show was so popular. Even Weezer did an album uh, called Hurley, and it just had the character Hurley on top of it uh, as the cover. Let's get into Lost: the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and maybe (laughs) I might even solve the case. I just 
can I just say something really quickly about you can say um, anything Lost, anytime so I watched the first couple seasons of Lost and I through the DVDs I think it was like after it was on I had the DVDs yeah. or someone mm-hmm. I brought them me too and there were you did yeah the DVDs and there were some behind the scenes there were some behind the scenes like the making of Lost and then and then it was like casting <laughs> oh god and there was like they Ian what's his Ian Summerholder Ian Summerholder yeah. or something yeah Summerholder they were interviewing him and they were like um they were doing the audition process or whatever and and he was like yeah I was in the audition waiting room and it was just me and I forget who it was it was like maybe like Hurley or one of the other guys and Ian Summerholder's like I came out of the audition room I looked at I looked at Hurley or whoever it was and he went see you in Hawaii bitch <laughs> oh god he's my favorite i love hurley so much i i mean protector well, no, of the island ian summerholder ian summerholder is the one that said that oh ian was the one who said that i thought hurley yeah. was the one who said no, no, see no, you no, and no. makes no. it it has a little bit of a different tone when it's ian saying it because he came out of the audition room knowing no one else was auditioning because it was like no oh. he, so he came out of the audition room being it. like seeing seeing hawaii bitch is the done deal yeah. oh gross okay i don't I'm like in. it anymore um he was right. I also this morning tried there was like on YouTube uh lost bloopers. There have never been like least less funny bloopers for a show. Oh, <laughs> like it's that's just like, so awkward when you're yeah. watching a show, like they do bloopers and it's like, oh, this is like a weird inside joke that everyone yeah. there also, shooting like, thought. No, but was it's like funny. this is like a very serious, like drama supernatural show. There doesn't like it, it would be like someone like tripping over a rock on the sand and then being like fuck and like getting visibly angry and like that's what the blooper reel was and i was like this is uncomfortable like Um, in the bachelor when like a bee flies they're like bloopers like a bee is flying into the scene like uh like yeah Yeah, i like i like the music under it yeah i like the batch bloops um and sound is a big part of lost too which we will get into uh, okay, so lost. What is it for those of you who have lived uh, in under a rock, under a rock in a in a bunker on an island, and in a haven't hatch. heard of the show in a hatch? Haven't heard of the show. So uh, it was a show. It included like a lot of mysterious elements. It was like kind of science science fiction, supernatural, like drama, like real, mm. like episodic. Back in the day when you know you can't binge watch TV, it happens once a week. Um, I remember super oh, looking yeah. forward to it. Like I would have viewing parties with my friends, like a true, um, I was like a lost head. It dealt with coincidences, synchronicities, deja vu, um, paradoxes, and other kinds of like scientific and philosophical phenomenon. And also like mythologies, uh, yeah. some like Less hist- secret clues. Yeah. Historical and religious, uh, religious allegory. So it was a really cool show. Uh, really, um, kind of one of its kinds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was from, it aired on ABC from 2004 to 2010, six seasons, 121 episodes. Jeez. It was created by Jeffrey Lieber and JJ Abrams and, uh, Damon Lindelof. And it was filmed in Oahu. Fun fact, I do think that we'll get to later that there, the, it was a little cursed, the show. And because all oh, the characters sure. had to move to Oahu for like six years. And I think they all like went a little nutty. A ton of them got DUIs. Like you're living here. You oh. have to do your, you have to do your show. There's not much to do. Remember right. there was the guy who played Jack, I think like got drunk and like punched a female bus driver in the face. Do you remember this? Oh. Matthew um, Fox. Yeah, from Party of Five. We'll get to that later. Anyways, so pilot episode season one, it begins, and I'm not going into specific episodes, just for those of you who don't know, it begins with... What if you went through 121 every, Yeah, this is a 10-hour episode. So then they find the food in the hatch, it's peanut butter, and then Hurley eats the peanut butter. <laughs> By the way, he punched, he did punch um, a, a, some a, a private party bus driver, but it was in Cleveland. Okay. Okay. So then that's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland, okay. Cleveland rocks, baby. You know that Drew Carey show theme song. Um, so 
there's a plane crash. Uh, after the plane crash, it, clash, it crashes on this like mystical island. Uh, it's Oceanic Air Flight uh, 815. And all the passengers are on this island. Uh, this character, Jack, becomes their leader. And throughout the course uh, of uh, the series... They are trying to get off the island, trying to figure out what the island is. There's all these like mysterious phenomenon on the island. Uh, you know, it's a tropical island and there's like polar bears there. And they're like, why are those yeah. here? There's a, there's a monster that's made out of smoke. There's all, there's like ancient Egyptian, um, symbols and statues. There's people who have, uh, inhabited the, the island before them. There are these people called the others. Um, there's like an initiative, a scientific organization that lives there. Tom Cruise's cousin. Shut up. William Mapother. Mapother? Because that's Tom Cruise's original or, uh, last name is Mapother. He's in, uh, in the bedroom. He's in, in the bedroom too. He's the leader uh, of the others, Ethan. Is he a Scientologist or is he allowed to not be a Scientologist? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think so. I forgot about him. He was good. He was good. Yeah, he was really good. No comment on Scientology. So he's a Scientologist. (laughs) No comment means I'm a Scientologist. Yeah. All right. So as I said, uh, Lost, uh, this is from uh, philosophycompass.com, and it's about like philosophy and Lost. And it says, I quote, Lost is well known for its elaborate and suggestive use of Eastern and Western Western mythologies and for characters named after philosophers mm-hmm. from the obvious Bentham, Hume, Locke, Rousseau. So all the characters uh, are named and it's not they don't mention it in the show. It's not like my name right. is John Locke. I'm named after this, but it's mm-hmm. to kind of set a tone for what the show is about and Part of the fun of Lost was that there were like all these kind of like clues and breadcrumbs left throughout the show that yeah. like on your own you could really delve into and discover and see. Like books they were reading. You would like search the title, like, oh, that means that for this character. Totally. And there is there's a point, we'll get into it later, where there's like ancient Sanskrit writ or um ancient like cuneiform written somewhere, and like people who oh. watch so will go and like translate it and see what it says and it and it goes back to some Egyptian mythological story and then that echoes what's going on in the episode. So it's like very layered. It was in a really intelligent show until that dumbass mm-hmm. finale. Um, all right. In addition, many scientific theories, including quantum mechanics, time travel, atomic energy, and electromagnetism all play a central part in the plot. So for example, some of the characters, one of the main characters is John Locke. And in history, Locke was one of the most uh, influential thinkers of the Enlightenment and the father of liberalism. My favorite character, Daniel Faraday, <laughs> who I have a 57-minute cameo from that we'll play uh-huh. a little bit of. True story. <laughs> My celeb crush. Um, he invited me to say hi to him if I ever see him at Comic-Con. Uh, he's named after <laughs> Michael Faraday, who was an English scientist who contributed to the study of electromagnetism, uh, electrochemistry. So also when these characters are kind of like introduced, if you research their names, you can kind of foreshadow how they're going to play a role in the show. Yeah. Uh, then there's also Danielle Rousseau uh, and her daughter. And they were perhaps named after either Jean-Jacques Rousseau, who was a philosopher who believed that like man is born free like tabula rasa were born clean slates and then were tainted by our um, environment and our situations or perhaps the painter Henri Rousseau who did paintings of different jungle landscapes. So to that effect, I'll go forward a little bit, but then I'll go back. It notes all these different like philosophers and lost really like besides being very specific in, you know, uh, supernatural stuff that it delves into uh, and a lot of like the conspiracies that kind of remained unanswered, which is, I think, what pissed a lot of people off. The pilot solidified that Lost was more about like the themes more than like the specifics of what was going on, like in each episode of the island. The pilot or the oh, sorry, the finale, the finale. Sorry. So some of the main themes that Lost goes through is like good versus evil, free will versus like predetermined fate, darkness versus light, faith versus science is a big one, morality. Um, and basically, like whether how people like weather their circumstances and 
kind of karma. Like if we're brought into a situation, how do we deal with it? If we're given certain certain circumstances um, that either like push us towards good or pull us towards bad, like will we use free will um, or is everything just predetermined for us? So what the fuck is this island? Honestly, I'm still confused. Like the more I researched it, the more I got confused. It's mysterious. It moves through many locations throughout the world. It's hard to find. It has its own consciousness. It's been inhabited for like thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And there is a light at the core of the island that must be protected. And there's a wheel. Yes. The wheel like shifts the electromagnetic energy so that like, and it's built, the island has a lot of electromagnetic energy under it. Like it's like basically like a magnet. Side note, there is the most beautiful butterfly outside my window right now. Wow. <laughs> like it's it's gorgeous. I've never seen it. It's not a monarch. It's like, um, you can cut that out. But anyways, or not, who knows? <laughs> but yeah, so there's this light at the core of the island. It has to be protected. Uh, it's like, and it's plugged with this cork so that the light like can't get out. And it's been protected from the beginning of time from various different people the first person who protected this light was this woman named Mother, who iconically was played by Allison Janney, and which oh, I forgot. Right, that's right. So this woman, Mother, was no. like, and it's like, is she Eve? Like, is she Mother Earth? Like, what is she? You know, like, because it's never just literal and lost. So mother protects the island. Throughout history, people have been drawn to this island or and come there and there's like shipwrecks or plane crashes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the island kind of uses the people who who come there as like a battle between like good and evil and like free will um, versus like manipulation to see like the true being of man. Like is man good or evil? And it's almost like the the island is like a microcosm of like what the real world should be. So anyways, this boat crashes. This pregnant woman comes on shore with the boat. She has twins. Mother, the woman who like protects the island, kills that woman and steals the twins and is like, these are my kids now. And these kids are kind of a main plot of the whole show. One of the kids is this guy named, is a boy named Jacob. And the other is a boy who is never named, but they're, he, we call him the man in black. One day, the boys, the twins find out that mother is not their real mother, that mother killed their actual mom and then like stole them. And so Jacob's like, okay, well, at least I have a mom. And the man in black is furious. So he decides uh, to leave Jacob and his mom. Um, and that kind of creates like the initial initial divide. The mother guards, <laughs> like trying to, it's so confusing. The mother guards <laughs> the island. Then these yes. twins, Jacob and the man in black, also become Bosch. protectors. Yes, Bosch, yes. Titus Walver. Also become protectors of the island. Um, and the mother makes a rule that says Jacob and uh, the man in black cannot kill each other, but they kind of have to like fight it out to see like who rules the island or like um, so it kind of becomes like almost like Jacob is God and like the man in black is like the devil. And it's like a thing about like the true nature of humans and like good versus evil and whatever. Jacob throws his brother into the light that exists on the island um, and he becomes the smoke monster. So there's a smoke monster throughout the show. And like, that is the man in black. That's Jacob's brother. And also they can never leave the island. The man in black's main. <laughs> the man in black. when they were like leading up to like, who's the man in black? And then like the big reveal is like, it's Titus Welliver. And everyone's like, Who? that guy's the man yeah. in black. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's so stupid. Um, So Jacob influences real world events for like hundreds of years to get people to the island to try to find like a successor for himself to protect the island in case the man in black ever finds a way to kill him. They can't kill each other and they can't leave the island of their own volition. So they have to keep bringing people to the island and trying to to influence them to kill each other. The last plane crash we get with like all the characters that we're watching is the people that Jacob brings to the island who he thinks will like ultimately work the best together and save the island and show that like people are inherently good. All right. 
So, but this island has a lot of weird shit going on in it. There's like, yeah, it does. there's like ghosts. There's weird. The Dharma Initiative. The Dharma Initiative, uh, which we'll get into. Like people are m- magically cured there. Like this one couple is oh, cured yeah. of, this one woman is cured of her cancer. This one person, uh, Locke, who can't walk all of a sudden can walk there. So it's like, oh, this right. is like a he mystical. Was in a wheelchair. He was in a wheelchair. And then after the plane crashed, he was able to walk again. Another thing is that women uh, cannot have babies on the island. So they uh, pregnancies don't come to terms, come to term on the island. So there's a lot of weird shit. This is just not like a regular place. This isn't Fiji or something. You know, this is like a weird place. <laughs> this ain't Bora Bora. This ain't Bora Bora, baby. There's a lot of electromagnetism on the island, which is one of the main reasons that it's being studied. What is electromagnetism? I googled. So <laughs> it said, I have no idea. yeah, I Googled um, uh, it's defined as the force between electrically charged particles. It is considered one of the fundamental interactions of matter. It is the creation of a magnetic field from the movement of electrical charges. So the electromagnetic theories of consciousness, which I think is kind of what's more interesting, propose that consciousness can be understood as an electromagnetic phenomenon and like quantum mind theory, it leads into that. If our thoughts are electromagnetic energy, then essentially like what we think can be given enough like energy and magnetism to come to life. Right. Like a simulation. Well, yeah. So it's like, so on Lost, that's why sometimes like people will see like ghosts from their past or that one time like Walt like manifested um, that polar bear from the comic book and stuff like that. Oh, Walt. Yeah, I have a lot to say about Walt. I so- need my son. I want my son. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the theory, I guess, is it's almost like the law of attraction or something that like on this island, essentially, you could think things into life. Again, on this island, also, there's something called the Dharma Initiative, who is a scientific group that's studying the island. Yeah. Uh, they're called the Department of Heretics and Research on Material Applications. Dharma is a Sanskrit term using Hinduism, Buddhism, Jainism, and Sikhism. This Dharma Initiative was owned by the Hanzo Foundation, and uh, they were scientists and free thinkers from around the globe who researched meteorology, psychology, parapsychology, zoology, electromagnetism, and a sixth discipline that the film, it, there's an orientation film that they play. Um, it cuts off and it says a utopian social, and then it cuts off. So it seems like they were trying to research a utopian society. Mm-hmm. Which would make sense if you think about like the good versus evil thing and like, yeah. and like Jacob versus the smoke monster of like they're trying to figure out how to make man maybe like inherently good. What was the whole six minute thing or whatever? What was that whole thing? Remember they all, someone had to like keep watch. Oh, press that- the button every six minutes. Yeah. Re- or what was that? I, rem- I vaguely remember that. Desmond remember was they down said in that they hatch. had to do it. To keep the island running, or like yeah. no one knows what happens, they've just been pressing the button, and then didn't like they f- not press it once, and like nothing happened. Yeah, I think it was fine. I gotta rewatch. You're really piquing my interest again. Am it's I now? Really, g- I watched it all the way through twice. Twice. Well, no, not I didn't watch the ending. Yeah, but like before the f- final season, I watched it all again to catch up. I'm going to again um, after some of the research I've done. <laughs> You're going to be sitting there like Howard Hughes, just rocking I, just back my and eyes. Forth. It's going to be clock, <laughs> clockwork orange, right? 40, 50, <laughs> I'm 16, just 40, so some theories that are kind of uh, interesting. Um, on the island, there's reference to like Egyptians, Romans, ancient Sumerians. If you watch the show when they crash, there's a huge uh, statue. It's the statue of Tolaret. Oh, which is an Egyptian um, god and like it's under the water. Um, and you're like, why are why are there statues from like ancient Egypt in this random place? Like, what is it? We talked about how there's like the light at the on the island that like, quote unquote, needs to be protected. And that's kind of mm-hmm. like the purpose of them all being there is like protecting the island and protecting this light. The light is kept in with this cork and on the cork, there's ancient hieroglyphics on it. And then someone translated it and it says, embrace that which the balance hath weighted. 
Let a path be made for Osiris in the great valley, and let Osiris have light to guide him on his way. He hath reconciled the two fighters, Horus and Set, the guardians of life. Break the immovable yoke that we may sleep, that silence may reign, and we may sleep. So some people after seeing that are like, okay, so is Lost just a a series about this ancient Egyptian like myth or allegory about Osiris and Horus and Set, which are all kind of like gods of the underworld. So Osiris was the god of the afterlife, the dead, resurrection. Some people say that that is like Jacob. So Jacob in the show is like Osiris. He's like the god of the afterlife and fertility. He's guarding this place. Um, seeing like who who can like pass through uh, the afterlife. Set uh, is the god of storms, disorder, violence, and foreigners. So that's believed that that's maybe the man in black. So like Jacob is Osiris, the god of the underworld, who's trying to do like a peaceful transition into like heaven or like the next place. And then the man in black, like the god of disorder, is creating like dysfunction and trying to like manipulate people's um, like souls or beings so that they can't get to the next like level or something. Um, And then that maybe people say that Jack could be Horus. um, And Horus is um, the sky god. He is the son of Osiris, who I guess like defeats Set or something. I don't really know. But one thing that's kind of interesting is that they, they, the others named the black smoke monster uh, Cerberus. And Cerberus in Greek mythology is the three headed dog that guards hell. So kind of interesting all these different, um, allusions to Egyptian mythology that have pretty like specific echoes in the show. So like, what is the show? Because some people like after the finale are like, okay, so were they dead the whole time? Was it purgatory? What is this? Fuck boy Damon Lindhoff or whatever was like, everyone should be happy about the, the finale. It was perfect. Like you guys just don't understand. So I tried, I tried to get, a better understanding of it throughout the series. There's like flashbacks, there's flash forwards, and then there's something called flash sideways that start happening in season six, which are super, uh, turns out to be important. So the flash sideways flashes to like an alternate reality where the plane never crashes. That's some sliding door shit right there. Tell me about it, stud. So after Juliet detonates a bomb in season five, she hopes will will make the plane never crash. This flash sideways starts happening and we get to see uh, the lives of the people outside of Lost should they should the plane never crash. So like like Sawyer is a cop um, and like Juliet and Jack are divorced and they have a kid like. All this weird stuff. Uh, uh, Daniel Faraday's like a piano player. It's all this weird shit. Turns out, apparently, that the Flash Sideways episodes are actually purgatory. Mm. So every episode that happens in Flash Sideways are where the characters have gone after they've died. So if they've died either on the island or in real life, they go to this flash sideways and like the flash sideways allegedly is this place that they have all created in their consciousness to wait for one another until they have all died so that they can move on to like heaven or whatever together is what they allege on the YouTube conspiracy <laughs> shows. I have, I have a, an anonymous source. Oh shit! Ooh. Pop off, bitch! I can't tell you where I got. I can't tell you who or where the source is from. Okay, someone who has written on Lost. Okay, um, when they were interviewing for the job, they asked this person, "So, what do you think's going to happen with the hatch? Like, what do you think's going to happen?" And like, they gave them all, like, "Oh, well, this could happen. This could happen. This could happen." And then they got hired for the job to be a writer. 
Yeah. And then so they get in the room and they're like, so what what are we doing with the hatch? And they're like, oh, we don't know. They have no idea. And then and then I'll tell you something even more crazy. Yeah. So when this person was only a writer for a couple seasons and then when they saw the finale, they're like, oh, shit, they did the joke finale that everyone joked about in the writer's room. Like, oh, they're in purgatory. They're dead the whole time. They're like, oh, my God, they did that ending. I can't believe it. Whoa. Well, the thing is, is though this is controversial because they were not allegedly dead the whole time. Like the island happened, apparently. It's this flash sideways where it's like, yeah, now they are all dead. And then if you watch the finale, everyone in this purgatory has to find one another and connect with one another somehow in Mm -hmm. order to like remember. It's almost like Sixth Sense when like Bruce Willis remembers he's dead. It's like... In this, right. in oh, this spoiler flash, alert, jeez, I, I shit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put a, put a spoiler alert before that. Um, they have to find each other to uh, be reminded of like everything that happened and that they are dead now. And then they all meet in this church and they like go on to like right. So Damon was like very adamant that like my friend Damon was very adamant that like no, they were not dead the whole time, but. They didn't know shit. They, they didn't d- know what they were doing. See, that's what it felt like, which gets me to because like... Because you know why? Because Martin told me he... Because he was a fan of Alias. Yeah. That TV show Alias, and it was written by the same people. And I guess there was like six seasons. Like it was a great show, but like the ending was so terrible. And then he started watching Lost. He watched the first three episodes of Lost. He's like, he's like, Uh-oh. oh, this is the same shit. I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to go through the shit. So he didn't watch Lost. He's like, fuck these people. And then the ending came around. Everyone was mad. He's like, yeah. It was heartbreaking. That's what they do. And they left a lot of like unanswered questions and like tried to resolve everyone by being like, this is a show about people and connection. Like it was so cool. All the specifics of like Egyptian symbols or, you know, the studies they were doing or like one of the characters, Walt, is this like psychic kid who like can manifest things and he's like can astral travel through and then like we find out that this group called the others on the island is like hoarding psychic children and and doing experimentation on them and then it's totally dropped we just never find out what that was for where they went what's going on with those people so i will say though uh and this was uh impressive to me uh that i did not know apparently um in 2010, on the six-season DVD and box set, they released something called The New Man in Charge. And it's an epilogue. And it's three segments. And Ben goes to Guam. Uh, he shows the Hydra orientation film. And he also visits Walt in Santa Rosa Mental Health Institute. And it's an extra to the whole series. And it's supposed to tie up some loose ends. Um, that went unanswered. They did say that the reason polar bears were on the island, it's a really cool, so I would watch it. Um, the reason polar bears were on the island was because polar bears have really good memories, allegedly, and Dharma brought them to the island to do uh, electromagnetic time tra- time travel studies. And then Walt is in a mental institution now, um, and Ben and Hugo bust him out and bring him back to uh, the island to be uh, the new protector. That's worth watching if you want some unanswered questions more or less answered. Let's take a short break for announcements. Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, video versions of episodes, bonus episodes, episodes a day early uh, that are ad-free, as well as random merch drops. Uh, please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. Or if you're just a fan of the podcast and like all the effort we put into the three episodes a week, Feel free to become a patron as well for $2 a month. It's just like a cup of coffee, and it's just telling us, thank you for your hard work. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, I guess. Who knows about them? Uh, Also, (laughs) Erios has a hotline. Insert jingle here. 626-604-6262. We are so backed up, but I promise we will get to your voicemails. 
Um, and we will play them on our mailbags. Maybe we like got to increase our mailbag or like do like a Patreon mailbag or something. Um, something. Yeah, we got a lot of voicemails. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Anyways, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Let's bring in John and ask him some of his thoughts. John Tenney, everyone. Uh, we have John Tenney on the horn, a ufologist. Wait, John, what kind of camera are you using? You look like you're glowing. You, you look, do like, look great. It looks like you've got like an HD camera. Yeah. Or something. I think it's because there's the window to my bedroom is right behind my head. So it's giving me this glow. Maybe, but yeah, maybe. But there's something you look like professionally shot right now. You look you like a... Well, the first time in all of recorded history, even being on television, I look re- professionally recorded. <laughs> you, you, really you should do. take a screenshot and use it as like a, you know, send Nobody it out to, to people. Nobody wants to see that, <laughs> Nobody wants that business. Um, so, John, you were a fan of Lost? I was a fan of Lost. It When it started airing, I was like, okay, this is going to be my jam. It's super crazy. It doesn't make any sense. Right. There's monsters and time travel and no one knows what's going on and the writers don't seem to know what's going on, which is totally my bag. And then it, okay, so before we get into it, what are your thoughts on the uh, very divisive season finale? So that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. Oh, right. I have, right. So the season finale, I'll preface, I'll make this as short as I possibly can, even though it's obviously a much longer detailed relationship story i was dating a woman at the time and there was a slightly large age gap between us and was so she older decided, or younger she, she was younger <laughs> just need to know she was younger <laughs> when i didn't know that when we like when we resolved to start dating i kind of realized that oh there's a big age difference between us are we going to be able to connect on like multiple levels because is she going to be interested in things i'm not going to be interested in things and whatever. Right. But we were both huge Lost fans at the time. And so it was like this common ground like to sit around and share like our theories and just go bonkers about what it was. Totally. And we made this big plan. We had been dating for like a year and a half. That's a long time, watch. John, to be like not sure about someone. Well, I mean, it was not sure in the beginning. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yes. And then uh, now, not that there hadn't been cracks starting to show, but our big plan was like to watch like we were gonna watch the season finale together it was gonna be such a big deal like 
Yeah. All mysteries will be revealed. And is this you guys? You guys both said season finale, or you're talking series, series finale, though? Series finale. Series. Finale. I'm sorry, as producer, as I know producer you Maria Alley, I have to be on top of it because I'm the listener. I'm listening, and I'm going, are. "What the hell are they talking about?" Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Maria. <laughs> the fuck are they talking about? I will say, John, that's a great point because the way that they marketed the series finale was. Every question will be answered. We've summed yeah. up Who's everything you wonder. Yeah. Who's What's this? the smoke monster all about? You're going to find everything Where's out. Where's Walt? Yeah. What's the deal with the second kids? Right. And then it was, was just like. Charlie's death in vain. Like, yeah. all of it. Does right. Charlie's band go, go on with his death? <laughs> yeah. I just you realized I know, everybody. I, know his, I know his bandmate, Neil. I know the guy who played his brother or bandmate. You do? Okay, Neil Hopkins. Name dropper. Well, no, I did. I forgot all about it. And then I was looking as you were talking about it. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot that. And then I remembered they were like an Oasis type band, right? It was like trying to like be a take on Oasis because it was like yeah. the two brothers. A little more rock, I guess so. Oh, yeah. I got, yeah, I forgot about oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, couldn't yeah. yeah. they couldn't get along. They couldn't get along. And then like one of them's name was Liam. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so God. literal. That's so funny. Yeah. Okay, John, continue. All, I'm so sorry everybody. she interrupted you. No, it's fine. Uh, and so there was this big thing. Like, I think we were actually, I think we were actually coming up on like our two year anniversary. And so oh, like maybe boy. planning like, oh, we're going to spend our close to two year anniversary together watching the season finale. And we'll have this resolve, this thing we've been talking about for a year and a half that we share that we have in common. And like, oh, it's no. lovely. And then we're sitting on the couch watching it. And the, I, I mean, I don't know if you've rewatched the series finale recently i i watched part of it recently last night the first half is amazing yeah. like there are these super tear-jerking moments i and, literally cried like when they when they feel the connection sawyer, and remember each I, other yeah, yeah i think it's like when when sawyer and uh juliet uh, freckles juliet when they like reach for a candy bar or something and they touch and there's a spark and they remember yeah. and you're like yeah. oh my god this is amazing and then like the last half an hour, we sat on the couch and like didn't know what was happening. Like yeah. it had fallen apart. And I feel like in that moment, our relationship was falling apart too. Wow. Like everything was just collapsing. Like nothing was real. No one knew what was going on. No one was ever going to make sense of anything. It's a mind fuck. All of all of this time invested is just worthless and pointless. And it was like mirroring, I think, in both of our minds, like, what are we even doing together? Nothing's ever going to be resolved. Wow. Nothing is ever going to be solved. And we were both so disappointed. I remember, like, at the end, like, saying, like, okay, well, I'm going to go home. And she was like, okay. And then, like, I went home, and nothing was the same since. And then... Our, on our official two-year anniversary, which was, I think, oh, maybe less than a week later, we were sitting at the, we had decided to go to the park, uh, kind of where we met, and we were sitting there and having lunch, and she said, were we supposed to get each other gifts for our anniversary? And I said, I don't know. And it was so, there was so much weird oh, tension, yeah. and I really feel like it was from Lost, <laughs> and I said to her, I said, I said to her, I said, could as a gift, could I give you your freedom back? Oh, my God, John. And she goes, I would love it. And I would love to give you yours. Oh, and that's sweet. That's sweet. And then, we, that's sweet. And, and oh then, we, then we ate lunch and laughed at how silly the whole thing was. And we've been friends ever since. And we are much better friends than we ever were, like, people who dated. Oh, that's kind of nice. Wow. That's actually well, maybe nice. that was the point of the lost finale was to make people in relationships realize that they weren't <laughs> supposed to be in them. And that's what none of us get unless I mean, we were in a relationship at that point. That is true. I mean, it, it's really strange because I do think that lost like ended this relationship. I mean, I know it was ending. Like I said, there were cracks and stuff before, but it was really just this pivotal point where like, oh, watching this show They've spent millions of dollars and millions of people watch it and all of this time writing it and all of this money to produce it. And it's just that. Yeah. And I, it like yeah. reconfirmed in my head, like maybe things aren't always supposed to be perfect and maybe you should just let them, some things die and start new things. Wow. Wow. This 
sounds like one of the better series finales. (laughs) Because it seems like there was a lot that people took away from it. That that maybe was like... It makes you think. It, it made you, you think you and thought feel. about it. Like the Sopranos finale, it, you don't forget it. You always think about it. But yeah. I also remember, I also remember like the ending though is bad. Like it's bad. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's poorly written and poorly like. It's like the end of like produced. a Lifetime movie. Like you it see really does have Lifetime coming. vibes on Everyone's it. like, it just looks shitty and it feels. Yeah. It feels dumb. It feels so dumb. I have a and question. It, and- oh, sorry. Continue. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, and honestly, like I was saying, like the last half is bad, but that's not even really true. It's just like the last 20 minutes. Yeah. It's like the, the, the final act of the series finale. Yeah. It's like they just were like, uh, let's just have you guys already talked spoilers about the end and stuff. Uh, this is like a spoiler episode, but I was going to ask you like what you think. My my what I had gathered was that like the island was real, like the island is a place that that you go that like Jacob and the man in black where it's this like microcosm of like the real world of like good versus evil, like free thinking versus like, and it's basically like trying to test whether, whether man is good or evil or can be, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I'm still confused. So which is why I'm asking you this question. And then, so they die on, they die on the Island whenever they die off the Island. And then the flash sideways, that like alternate universe, you know, that they're in is the actual purgatory where they're like waiting for one another to all die. And then once they all make that connection and they all realize like the sixth sense moment where they've like, oh, I remember the island now. I remember my death. I remember I died. That's when they meet in the church. And then that's when like the show's over. Yeah, I think I, I mean, that's I think that's basically what I kind of think. But I, I, I've always thought that like the island was the culmination of like the bad parts of you and reality was like the good parts. And I feel like there were two intersecting worlds. There was a good world and a bad world and they were existing on the Island in one reality and they were existing off the Island in one reality. And they were almost getting like deja vu glimpse flashes of these terrible other realities. Yeah. And then when they died, they went to the middle ground uh, multi-denominational church and waited for each other. So stupid. But it's, yeah, it's like <laughs> for all of, seriously though, for all of the time and money invested, like that's what you got. It was really poorly planned out. And I mean, they said they didn't have a book. They weren't keeping track. That's in the, like if you read Lindelof writing, he said they didn't keep a show Bible and they were just yeah. like writing it like yeah. as it went. They didn't know. They Must didn't be know. nice to be a man. Um, <laughs> so, like, what do you think, like, because there was so much, like, ingrained and specifics that I'm sure you thought were cool, too, just, like, from, you know, like. I was waiting for a polar bear resolve for episodes and episodes. Well, and there was no polar bear resolve. Yeah. I did. I, okay, so I, I just said, I, I almost sent this to you last night, John. There is a video, I don't know if you've seen it, called The New Man in Charge, and it's an epilogue. It was released on a box set, and it kind of explains the polar bears. And it says that the Dharma Initiative brought the polar bears to the island because polar bears are animals with really good, I guess, like memory or something or brain function, and that the Dharma Initiative was using the polar bears um, for time travel studies. Yeah, sure. I, I don't. Sure, I guess. But like, <laughs> yeah. sure. but like, yeah. elephants are smart too. And yeah, primates, I mean, I don't, I don't buy it. Are smart. Octopus, octopi. I think they. I really do think they were like, what can, what should this episode be about? Let's put something weird in it, and yeah. don't worry about. We'll figure it out at the end. Like, I, I think that probably at some point they were like, we're just gonna say it's a dream. And then when they saw everybody saying, like, this better not be a dream, they were like, oh, shit. Like, let's come up with something else. Yeah. Because it's hard because I want it so badly to be, like, a philosophical story or, like, Egyptian mythology or something like that. Because there are all these, like, little breadcrumbs. But then it just seemed like they were like, no, that's not what matters. Uh, just forget about all that stuff. Like, forget the hatches, forget all the, forget the numbers, forget all that weird stuff. This is just about like love and finding yourself. I remember back in the moment, this will kind of be my wrap up to it, but okay. I remember back in the moment having the conversation with the woman I was dating and saying, 
I wish they would have just stopped near the end and had the writers come on and say, like, each of these people represent an aspect of your personality and the situations they incur are as strange as the situations that we incur in our everyday life. And we don't always get clean endings and we don't always get clean explanations. Thanks for watching Lost. Go fuck yourself. Like, and <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, but I would have been like, oh, that's fucking great that they like yeah. broke the whole show. Yeah. Or they yeah. could have had the airplane, the airline pilot come on and say that. From Hello, the welcome to flight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go, Maria. That guy from, that guy from Felicity. What's that guy? But, that ha- actor? but having but having them go to the multi-denominational church that is down the street from my house oh. just felt really unfulfilling. Was it literally the one that was down the street from your house, or did you just no, ingest? But I mean, like, yes. There's a church down the street from my house that yeah. has all of the symbols in the windows and. Totally. Yeah. So. Most people unhappy with it. And we see here that it actually uh, broke up a relationship and caused uh, John to reevaluate his entire life. Um, Thank you so much for coming on. Any last thoughts about like Lost or conspiracies on that show or anything? Can I ask you one question before you answer that question? (laughs) (laughs) Electromagnetism. What is it? <laughs> I googled it. What do you mean? It's, I'm still unclear. Why is it so special? Why is it? Why does it make the island so special? I don't know. I think again. I think that's that's just something that they heard or read right. in a book about the Bermuda Triangle. Yes. Like, okay. Oh, oh, somebody yeah. read the Bermuda Triangle book and it said the Bermuda Triangle has a weird electromagnetic field, and they were like, "We're going to put an electromagnetic field on the island and say it's that." To be fair, that's how I would have written the show too. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what my thought process would have been, and that's. Let's go down to Bermuda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just do, put that on the island too. Um, A swift Google and then typing it. <laughs> that's that's like your uh, Ali, your EMF meter. That's all it's doing is detecting electromagnetic fields, which are everywhere. Your computer's right. making it. Your every light in your house is making electromagnetic field. Yeah. It's, I brought really up vague, uh, well, we already talked about it, so, but about, um, consciousness and electromagnetism or like, uh, quantum mind theory. But I don't, again, I don't, you, I don't, like you're saying, I don't think it was that deep. I think this was kind of like, I'm going to re, like, let's plop all these elements on the island to make it a little spooky. Yeah. I, I honestly have rewatched certain episodes because I do really love certain relationships in, in yeah. the show. But I don't watch it as a series anymore. I, I go back mm-hmm. and watch a specific episode. Like the Not the episode where, Boat episode is ooh. so good. Yeah. Well, that whole they'll, Desmond and Penny are great. Am oh, I yeah. wrong on that? Oh, I mean, they're Desmond they're and Penny. My favorite. Oh, that's great. The the whole idea, the concept of a constant that like keeps you grounded through time yeah. and space is a beautiful idea. Um, I will tell you too. When I had I had hair when Lost was on, and my hair was kind <laughs> of short, short and spiky, and everybody thought that I looked like like Ben Linus. Benjamin Linus, you're better looking yeah. than Benjamin Linus. You should. Well, well yeah, I don't know. I don't mind being the weird, <laughs> scary scientist traitor guy. I guess. <laughs> um, all, All right, right John. Thank you so much for coming on as usual. No problem. Thanks for having me. Bye. I had to break up with a guy once because he liked the movie La La Land. And I was like, how do you like that movie? That's insane. Ugh, um, thank God. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Michael Giacchino while we're talking about Lost. He was the composer. He was he did the score for Lost and he did all the oh, music. That's good. Wow. And he's it's one talented son of a bitch. You might also know him as he did the music for Up. Oh, he shit. did oh. the Pixar movie. He did the music for all the new Star Wars movies. Dressed the new Jurassic. Is World he a friend movie. of yours, or do you are are you just a fan? No, so I so I'm I was a huge Michael Giacchino fan. He did he did up, and he's done a bunch of stuff where I was like, oh, he's such a he's such a good. He's like one of the great new film composers. It's like between him and Thomas Newman, and I'm like, oh my god, because I love film music, and so a friend of mine. <laughs> posted a picture with him on facebook like eight years ago and i was like you know michael giacchino and he was like yeah come down and have drinks with us and so he like texted me i was like come have drinks with me and michael giacchino and i was like okay and so i went with amanda and we went and had drinks with michael giacchino and um, kirk thatcher my friend and while we were there 
I think Michael was like, he was like, yeah, I'm about to do Jurassic Jurassic World. You should come down to the the recording of it. And I was like, what? Yeah, and it was like kind of brushed off, you know. But then Kirk texted me, was like, hey, do you want to come down and see Michael conduct the Jurassic <gasps> World score at at um, Sony? I think it was Sony Studios. And I was like, or Warner Brothers, maybe. I was like, yeah. And I literally went in. It was a huge orchestra. And they were doing the Jurassic World score. And I was like, this is the greatest day of my life. This is crazy. And I could like walk around as they were like recording it. But anyway, he got his start doing video games and then lost. And he's like a friend with J.J. Abrams. So he does all the new Star Wars and stuff. And he's just like one of the, I just have, I just love his work. That's so so cool. I will say the use of sound in Lost is really interesting. Like, for example. intro. Yeah. And then also one of the characters, Desmond, who like is impervious to electromagnetic activity. That's like one of his things. Um, When all the other characters have like flash forwards or flashbacks or flash sideways, there's like a specific like sound attached to it. Mm -hmm. And Desmond's the only one who like doesn't have a sound uh, attached to him, like time traveling. So it's like, it's super specific the way that they use sound in the show, which is really cool. So that's, that's uh, great that you name dropped again. Yeah. Always, always down, always (laughs) down to, to, to give some name drop tidbits. So we got some listener emails about lost. This one is from someone named Stefan or Steven S T E F A N Stefan, Stefan, Steven. Who knows? He says, first, I'd like to ask you why you said the finale was deranged. Secondly, it seems like you, at least at least Melissa, still think that they were dead the whole time and that the island was purgatory. That is not the case. And that wouldn't even make any sense. Please at least watch a few. (laughs) It's angry. Please at least watch a few minutes of this after this time code and or read this article if you want a theory, I've put this one together. You don't have to be rude about it. He sent me an article he wrote. Cool. Wow. Well, they didn't know what they were doing the whole time, so you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's basically just all about uh, Greek... I mean, stuff that I agree with. I never sure. I never said that. It's all about... His thing is all about Greek mythology, the underworld, and all this kind of shit. So he says, so the conclusion to all this would be... In the world of Lost, the underworld exists. Thousands of years ago, there was a meteorite which opened the entry to hell, but it was sealed by the people with this cork. And from this moment, the gate had to be protected. Otherwise, the world would be ended or something like this. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Okay, sure. Then we got uh, another email that I will read um, on the Patreon if you're interested in that. And then let's end it with this incredible cameo I got. Oh, my God. So... Like a year ago, I was rewatching episodes of Lost, and my favorite is Daniel Faraday, played by Jeremy Davies. And I was like, I'm going to get a cameo from Jeremy Davies for fun. So I messaged him on Cameo, and I was like, hi, like I have a huge crush on you. I loved you as Daniel Faraday in Lost. And then I also said that I liked him in uh, the movie um, Secretary. Because it's a horny movie. And I thought maybe I'll give this girl oh, some extra effort. That? Yeah, he plays uh he plays oh. the boyfriend. Um, so I was oh. like, and then I was like, Will you tell me what causes you care about? Because I was like, Yeah, I should I should hit him with the ph- philanthropy. Uh maybe he'll be into that. <laughs> what I received back was a fifty seven minute cameo. Crazy. And he had notes. He had pages of notes that he would refer back to. He told me a little bit about his experience at Lost. I don't really remember. I'll post the cameo on our um, Patreon so you can see it in its 57 minutes long. But Melissa, play like the first like minute of how it starts. (laughs) Here we go. My friend, Ali Siegel. Ali, my dear. Good heavens. I I can't begin to tell you how grateful I am. I am Ali, I'm I'm redefining the meaning of grateful thanks to you. Um and I'm going to do my best to tell you why, but thank you for reaching out to me. It's Jeremy. Of course, and uh yeah, my friend, I've really been looking forward to this sincerely from every last uh wildly expanded heart chamber. I've been looking forward to this because uh, your message meant so much to me. Um, in many ways, exponentially more than um, just 
about every other message. Um, okay, we can cap it there. Wow, so well, that's nice that he that affected him like that. Yeah, I mean, we're thick as thieves now. Uh, this is a, this is thirty minutes blood, in. Which, oh, uh, makes your blood flow faster. Makes you think faster. Makes you sharp. You know how when you're kind of it's kind of warm in a room. Oh, and pause it for a second. Okay, yes. So I forgot about this. At one point, he started telling me about how his body and his digestion works better in cold climates and hot climates. And so while he was filming Lost, he was so hot all the time, it made him tired. I didn't ask him for any of this information. This is just offered to me. Um, and That's so he, he had digestion problems and he was very tired, um, during the filming of Lost. Uh, he cool. told me. Yeah. <laughs> Keep playing it. I can't, I can't remember what he, what he was saying. So you don't, you, I just, I learned that like for me, I had to, I had to work much harder as an actor to prepare before I went on camera to prepare my, my whole system because I needed energy. I needed an easier way to convert to. Uh, food to energy and worked on all that and as it turned out because of all that the next show that i did i took all that knowledge and i learned from it and it paid off i worked in a cold climate <laughs> yeah he reversed a cold climate up in the mountains i think this is and, so uh, great I, I, I got a lot better at eating things that my body could break down easier yeah and he, he told me a lot about his digestion and this this is the part where I really will be violently self-deprecating and I'll be almost proud of it. But no, I shouldn't say that. I sh- I'm, I'm trying to get healthier about that. But I will be somewhat self-deprecating because I prefer to err on that side. Um, so I started to say this is the part where I'm self-deprecating. Um, okay, yeah. I, so let me I, get positive again. <laughs> I think that's a great bang for your buck. I mean, he gave you 57 oh, minutes of just Yeah, I paid like $40 loose. and I got just off the cuff an hour long insight into the world of Jeremy Davies, which I mean, I I craved and I begged for and I paid for. You get what you pay, you get don't, you <laughs> Yeah, get what I, you I wanted for. it and boy, did I get it. Um, I think it's nice. I think that you guys would be happy together, honestly. I think that that's like a nice thing. Well, he ends it by saying that if I am ever at a Comic-Con, that I should go straight up to the table and say hi to him. So, you never know. I can't wait. Anyways, um, so that's just like a little bit about Lost. I don't even know. There's so much more. I would much prefer you guys to send in your theories and what you think, because like, I almost feel like the fan theories matter more than what like Damon Lindoff says that the show was. Yeah. It's more interesting. I feel like it's like out of the, the writer's hands at this point. It belongs Mm -hmm. to the world. Lost belongs to the world. Oh, and I will say my, my favorite characters were, uh, uh, Daniel Faraday. I loved Sawyer. I loved Hugo. Jack can go fuck himself. Juliet can go fuck herself. Kate also really annoyed me. I mean, I could keep going, but that's about it. Uh, let us know who your favorite <laughs> characters were. Like, Mary Sawyer. fuck kill the characters. Let us know your favorite episodes. Uh, we can continue this conversation on the Patreon where I will post that 57-minute cameo. <laughs> um, anyways, I am Allie, uh, Egyptian mythology seagull. I am Melissa, the man in black Stutton. And I'm producer Maria, uh, the hatch, Lasucci. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. Bye. Bye. An Elio's original. Powered by ACAST. 
ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 